Welcome to the Learn Perform Mixtape. I'm your host for this podcast, Laura Pasquini. I created this podcast to prepare me and maybe you for the Certified Professional Learning and Performance Exam, the CPLP. These series of podcasts will be my open study notes. Welcome to the learning. I kick a root cause, I put my root cause. I kick a root cause, I put my root cause. So how are we going to kick it, going to kick a root cause? How are we going to kick it, going to kick a root cause? So how are you going to kick it, going to kick a root cause? Going to kick a root cause to get performance done. I hope you liked my parody of Root Down by the Beastie Boys. You can't have their music on there without a license, so I do what I can. That's to say, the introduction of this episode is all about root cause analysis. So... Root cause analysis is in the first section, an area of expertise, 1.4. If you're studying for the CPLP exam like I am, this episode is going to all be about root cause analysis. So jumping off of what we talked about last episode, the previous episode was around uh, business performance and gap analysis. Root cause analysis asks, why does the performance gap exist? So the learning objectives for root cause analysis for this episode are going to be explaining the importance of identifying and addressing the root cause of performance issues. So we're going to look at categories of root causes, tools for determining root causes and performance issues and how they're used, and then also looking at the importance of gathering that hard data and the importance of reinforcement by people telling through storytelling. So to do a root analysis, you need both objective, like a target or purpose that leads towards a goal, and subjective, like personal opinions, points of view, emotions, ideas, judgments, data, to get a full picture of what's going on in the organization. So learning performance professionals might use a process involvement tool like cause and effect, or also called fishbone or Ishikawa diagrams. So those are like those fish diagrams, like the, the skeleton of the fish, to help them identify all other likely causes of an issue or problem. I put a link to some examples in there that you should check out, but essentially it's branching off what those are, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. The other technique you might want to try is the Pareto analysis. So Pareto is that 80 by 20 rule. You've probably heard about the 80-20 of work. So if some like organizations like Google offer 20% time for their employees to do other projects at work. Well, that's not what this is about. And I'll get into that in just a bit. And finally, the most important is collecting the data. So this is an area I really like. Uh, we talked about this a little bit in the last episode, number six, the business performance and gap analysis. But for this episode, we'll talk more about some tools and strategies to go about this process for root cause analysis. So the things that you often want to ask for performance improvement, you should think about the following questions. How well do employees see the results of what they do? How well are employees rewarded or offered incentives for desired performance? And how often do we give our folks at work the data information or feedback they need to perform and bring those desired results to the table? And last question number four is, do employees have the ability and time to actually perform their job? to the function and expectations of their employer. So I put in a link to one of the mind tool videos, root cause analysis, that gives a pretty nice guide and overview if you need that, but I'll lay it out into these five steps for conducting a root cause analysis. First, you're gonna define the problem. So what is happening? What are the symptoms of it? Tell us what the problem is all about. Step two is collect that data. Gather all the information you can about the situation. How long has the problem or issue existed? So what's the impact of this problem in the organization? How can you learn about it more? And what ways can you gather and analyze this information about the problem before moving on to the next step? This is pretty important. 
Number three, step three, identify possible causes. So what events led to this problem? What conditions allow this problem to occur? And what other issues, problems, or actions seem to be related to this central problem? Use the five whys or the cause and effect diagram to identify all the causal factors. And I'll get into that a little bit later, but just keep that in mind. The fourth step is to identify the root cause or causes. What or who is responsible for the problems you've identified in the previous step? So why do these causal factors even exist? What is the real reason the problem or issue occurred? And how can you find more information about each cause? So it's kind of like the little branches off, and we'll get into that on the fish diagram, is what are the problems on the problems that might be causing it? The last step, step five, is recommend and implement solutions. You want to fix the problem. You want to implement a performance or even a learning solution that addresses this issue. What can you do to prevent this problem from happening again? How will this fix actually fix the problem? And what are some other things that you need to address about this solution implementation? So the potential risks, um, the potential things you'll need to sustain the problem, and identify any changes needed to resolve the issues and problems. This part of analysis uh, for performance improvement is really critical to invest time in. It's an involved part of um, the performance analysis process, and you'll really want to do this first to implement the right and correct solution for the, the actual fix of this problem. It's really worth spending time and money on this initial analysis before jumping to any sort of solution. The examples of root causes that often are found in performance gaps but not always limited to are sometimes a lack of knowledge or skills. So that might be on the employee or the supervisor, maybe a lack of appropriate resources to perform on the job, the tasks they need to do. Uh, there's sometimes a need for more information about the role, about the organization, and it's not always clear where they can get that. There could be a problem or issue with the structure and the process of the entire workflow. So maybe someone's reporting to someone they shouldn't, or maybe there's just a chain of command that's not correct for what needs to get done in this work environment. There could be a lack of, or maybe even a change in leadership. So if you have turnover in your management and your supervisors are varied, there might not be a consistent messaging, support structure, and guidance for how they are leading in that organization or unit. There's often issues with motivation or ex expectations, and they sometimes come together or sometimes they're separate. And we often see poor incentives, poor rewards, and poor and untimely feedback they're given. Um, this is really something that's come up a few times. They're not all related, but they do require the employee getting some idea of how they're doing and how they need to improve. And finally, Maybe the hiring or the selection or promotion of talent was the issue. Maybe they're not doing recruitment appropriately. Maybe they're not thinking about onboarding. Or maybe they're not identifying the right candidates for the role and there's a mismatch between their job fit and what they're doing. The, there's so many other things that can come up, but those are just a few that I want to list. Uh, root cause analysis tools are very, and there's some of these I use in uh, one of my courses I teach on facilitation, or I have taught on facilitation and instructional design. So it's kind of identifying some issues and needs. So we'll talk about the root cause analysis. So the cause and effect diagram that we want you to create is the one that looks like a little fish that branches out. I put an example of um, the Microsoft template and the also example of what a cause and effect diagram is online from a helpful resource in links in these episode show notes. So cause and effect diagrams kind of map out 
in smaller categories, what's showing relationship and or contributing factors. So when you're looking at, um, so the example I give in the show notes, episode notes are just what are the basic tools and how we go through it is thinking about the methods, the machines, the materials, maybe the environment and the people. So those would be some of the areas you might identify and map out um, in the cause and effect. So this is an example that's often used in manufacturing. So those are the six M's that they would go through. Um, It might also be something around service. So for the service industry, they look often at the surroundings, the environment, who the suppliers are, um, like the quality of food, who the systems are, like what are the policies and procedures, and also the skills, like are your employees trained? Um, So there's a few different examples I give. They give one on marketing as well and one on management. But essentially, the cause and effect analysis, you're going to identify the problem and start uh, going through examples of what might be causing it. And this will be followed by a brainstorm and drawing on the backbone. So this is where you draw a straight line, horizontal. It's called uh, the spine or the backbone of the fish, like you're thinking of a fish skeleton. And you'll write briefly what the problem is. And then the spokes coming off the side that would normally be like the fish's ribs would be essentially the causes and effects. So they will be branches off that backbone at given at at different angles. And so once you've drawn all these sort of branches, you have what should result in almost a fish-like skeleton there on your paper. You want to analyze this diagram to identify where the solution can be found and what this might look like. So hopefully the link and example I gave you gives you some ideas. The next root cause analysis tool is pretty common. We all do it. We just don't know that there's a name for it. It's called the five wise technique. So this is essentially when you want to get to the root of a problem, whether it's a complex one or known, you want to gather information stories. So you ask basically the five whys to understand the performance gap. So one, write down the problem. Two, ask and answer the question, why does this happen? Three, turn to each other and into the next why question and then repeat for five iterations and keep track of the relationships between the cause statements and the next level of why. By focusing your questions on asking when the problem occurs, where the problem occurs, or how you keep track of this problem, it's going to be really important. I put a link into the episode notes around uh, the Buffers blog. They have a blog that talks a little bit about why this is such an important and critical tool. Specifically, the importance to note that the five whys isn't a place to blame. It's really a process-based experience where you get to the root of the problem and you identify why something unexpected might have happened. So I like how this Buffer blog post has run down the five whys. So they say, invite anyone who's been affected by the issue because they can probably help with solve the problem, identify the problem, or maybe know more about the situation. Step two, you want to select a five wise master, so a leader for the meeting who will help facilitate the discussion and let people discuss and not blame. Uh, Step three, you want to ask the why five times. So the level of five whys is the simplest part, but it gets tricky. So you want to start asking why and what leads to the next. So you want a really strong facilitator that's going to encourage some deeper dives and next step thinking to get us to triage this problem. It's almost like they're a triage nurse meets an improv person. They say yes and, but instead of yes, they say why and. And so this would be getting to the root of the issue. So an example might be, well, why did that person who came to see you for counseling had a bad experience? Uh, what was the reason? What was your day like? Do you have too many 
issues and cases to deal with. Why are you overburdened? Are, why is this happening? Are we understaffed? So this might come results from initial issues, not just one simple interaction or exchange, but identify what the bigger problem is. And then step four, you assign the responsibility for solutions. So at the end of the exercise, we have the problem identified and we're going to kind of look for what's going to correct or fix this issue. Step five would be emailing the team the results of this process of discovery of the problem and the solution and what's the outcome and has anything changed. So they can understand the steps they're taking as a result of the five whys. And this is the follow-up of what to expect that's coming next. I think it's really great that um, we do this and it's named here, but this is a common way that we could tackle most problems we have among our teams and just in our life in general. The Pareto analysis, so this is like that 80-20 rule, and it's not the 80-20 rule of working, but it's the analysis process uh, that this Italian statistician came up with decision-making with a limited number of tasks. So overall, Pareto principle is known as the 80-20 rule, so doing 20% of the work can generate you 80% of the benefit. So when it comes to like assessment and improvement, we want to look at the vast majority of problems, 80%, are produced by maybe just a few causes or issues, the 20%. So this may be also called the, the vital few or the trivial many. It's, there's a few other names that have come up with it. So um, when you apply the 80-20 rule to almost anything, you can get an idea. So I'll give you an example. Let's say that your delays in schedule, so your, your flight delays, you're at the airport, are 80% of the delays and the schedule result from 20% of the possible causes, and I'm going to blame weather. So 20% of the time, weather is causing 80% of the delay. So it's not as big as you think it is. Um, There's different steps that you can identify. The principal causes should go ahead and go through by focusing on the analysis. So you kind of create um, what we look at is kind of a, a bar chart. So people are not as graphically, mathically minded, may not like this one as, as much because you will have to draw X and Y axis and then start of graph where that drop off is and where that 80% line is. Um, there's a good diagram that I put in the episode show notes that talks about these steps. But to give you an idea, you want to plot um, just over what time and that 20% of the issues impact the bigger part of your organization. So I give you an example of this in the show notes, and you can identify um, this for a valuable manager. They want to remind you to focus on this 20% of the things, the issues in the org, and not everything that could change. Um, Some people call this the low-hanging fruit, the things they can attain to, and just those smaller 20% could impact the bigger changes and problems uh, across the 80% of everything else your company actually does. So just keep that in mind. The next one and the last one, we've all done it. It's called brainstorming, right? So there's no shortage of ways we brainstorm about issues, ideas. When it comes to problem, whether it's design or whether it's an issue in performance, um, we want to come up with as many possible ideas, right? So typically you want to get a group together on ask questions about one central question. Everyone shares at least one idea. And so people do this verbally. You have post-it notes, whiteboards. Um, You could do it digitally. So you want to gather all the ideas and let all of them flow. The performance improvement practitioners, the one that's facilitating this and that wants to guide to the next decision, 
records all suggestions or does this captures this in some way. So if they're smart, they'll get the participants to write it down, post it up on a board, put it digitally into a document. And then you'll go back and generate all the ideas related to each of the original suggestions. So you want to have people look at them, they want to be visual, and you want them to come up with other ideas on top of what they've already read. Once the group reviews the completed list and for clarity and duplication, they kind of narrow down to ideas. Um, in this, we know not to have negative thoughts. We want to encourage everyone to participate and have little judgment if we can. So you want to frame that ahead of time. The ideal number for this group per this reading is seven to 10 people. So just keep that in mind. Keep your groups small. The last section in root cause analysis I'll talk about is the importance of gathering data. Hey, I'm a big data nerd. I've, I'm an early career researcher, and I think making informed decisions on evidence and not anecdotes is really important. So to make an objective and informed recommendation for learning and performance, you want to make sure the data is measurable, accurate, and you've analyzed all that you can, because this data is going to have an impact on what your solution is, whether it's a performance or a learning and how it impacts that organization. So to ensure the root cause analysis is complete, be sure you've answered all the questions. How do employees see the results of what they do? How well are employees rewarded, recognized, or offered incentives for their work? What are the penalties for not obtaining these outcomes of performance? Are employees given the data, information, or feedback they need in a timely manner? If so, how? And do employees have the support tools and resources they need to do their job? We know that this is often some of the key questions they ask, and it's reiterated from the beginning to the end. I do think that some of the issues or root causes and analysis flowcharts also comes into how we manage knowledge. So when we get to areas of expertise nine, knowledge management, we'll talk a bit more about those business processes and how you look at it and analyze. I think I'm going to recap this section with a book, a textbook I used for one of the previous courses I taught around facilitation. This is a Ingrid Ben's fourth edition, Facilitating with Ease. Uh, she talks specifically around root cause analysis. What, did, what is it? The systematic analysis of an issue to identify the root causes rather than the symptoms. So it's not the small things. It's the actual cause of the issue. When you use it, you use it when you delve into a below surface symptom and uncover the underlying cause of the problem. When's its purpose? So when you need to have more complete and final solution. And the outcome, root cause analysis enables groups to look more deeply at problems and to deal with underlying causes. This often means the problems are most likely to be definitely resolved. So this is a deep dive. And if you're gonna use any performance analysis that's gonna to get to the issue, the main concern, that root of the problem, you definitely wanna think about the root cause analysis. So think about the difference between the causes and effects of the group members. And you can use one of the two basic methods of root, identifying root causes that I mentioned, the cause and effects charting or the fishbone diagram. So for the time being, think about how you are considering the root cause analysis. If you have other analysis tools, suggestions for facilitating this process, or ways that you would gather data and evidence, love to hear about it, and I'll add them to my study notes. Thanks for listening to the Learn Perform Mixtape. If you're liking this podcast, subscribe, tell a friend, give me a like, and give me a review. If you're studying for the CPLP or you have already, let me know. I'd love to chat and I'd love to get your advice. Comments, questions, thoughts, and love are always welcome. And I have my details in every episode notes. So please reach out. Let's connect.